And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy Miller. Everyone, I'm Brad Keston. And my name is Jenny Wilson. This is Stacey Heather Tolkien. Hi, my name is Angela Lee Sloan, also known as the voice of Lucy. The voice of Charlie Brown. The voice of Sally Brown. It's Peppermint Patty. The voice of Linus on Peanuts. Derek Mackey with Cool Water Productions LLC and Sam Mason are bringing you the first virtual live autograph signing event ever. This is your chance to add our autographs to your collection. We have pictures, Funko Pops, Super 7 figures, private one-on-one -on -one video chats, and a group panel. You can find all the information on any of our social media pages just by searching at Peanuts Reunion on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can actually also order tickets to our October 10th two-part event on inhouse-con.com. The first part of the event will be the one-on-one -on -one video chats and Peanuts panel hosted by Derek Mackey from 12 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. Then you can go over to our Facebook page and watch us sign your items live hosted by Sam Mason. We also have a, uh, a mail-in service where you can send in your items and have them signed by us. Or you can buy one or more of our items that we have for pre-sale. Starting now! The pre-sale items are limited in number, so get yours today. Brad Keston, voice of Charlie Brown. Sally Brown. This is Linus. So, join us October 10th. We can't wait to see you there, and thanks so much. And I'd like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. Thanking you for being a Peanuts fan. I'd really like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. This is Peppermint Patty, and I would like to thank you for being a Peanuts fan. Life is an American nerd. I am your host, David K. Montoya. All right, gang, we are here. I apologize that we are a day late. Uh, you know, sometimes biology just gets in the way of having a good time, and it kind of sucks. But I am here, and hopefully, I'm clear. Um, it's I'm I'm still having fluctuations with my blood pressure, but. I am trying to do the best I can, keep relaxed until we figure out the best medical advancements that can be taken and get me on my merry way. All right, if you are brand new to the show, typically I show up on a Wednesday, but just so happens I'm here on Thursday. Uh, I bring you a handful of goody nerdiness. And uh, what I typically do is I will give you something new on the scale of a brand new movie and some type of new news on a TV show. Then we jump into a cartoon or animated movie. Then we hop on over to comic books. And then I send you home on your merry way wanting the toy of the week and holy moly macaroni. Wait until you see what I've got in store for you this week. Um, before we get started, there is something that I do need to to kind of clear the air out. Um, a few people have asked me, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk about this publicly. Uh, I'm not going to get super into it, but it is considering that this comes out on October 8th, it is uh, a day that I have to acknowledge. Uh, I know that people are coming in and listening to the show for a first time. I, I'm watching the numbers as they grow. Um, so you guys don't know who I am besides what I say here on the mic. Um I've lived a very even I'm only 43 years old and I I've lived a, a fairly exciting life. Um one of which was I was married at 18 years old. And it was a 
long, long relationship. We we had actually dated prior, obviously. Um, so I had been with my would-be wife for 21 years. Uh, five years ago today, October 8th, she passed away unexpectedly at the age of 38. And this day typically, well actually this, normally this whole week is really tough for me to, to, to tackle. Um, because... It was unexpected. She wasn't sick. Uh, she had just given birth to our youngest child, who just turned five. Um, she was literally one month, 30 days to the date old uh, when Lacey, my wife, passed away. And... Today marks five years, and it, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around that because it's it seems – how do I explain this? At times it does. It feels longer than five years, and at times it doesn't feel like it's been five years, but – in the same breath, it, it, I sat back and I'm like, how in God's name have I even been able to function as a human being, let alone be a parent for three children? And it was something that I never, it never played in my imagination. It never played, you know, when you, when you meet somebody at 17 years old and you get married and you end up getting you know having kids you don't think about like okay well what happens if you become a single parent um or a widowed parent because technically i, I don't consider myself a single parent i'm a widowed parent um i am i'm widowed you know, and, and that's just one of those things that you just you never think about when you go in, you you have kids, and you start a family, and and I, I don't even really know what I'm saying other than just taking this moment to publicly acknowledge Lacey Montoya. Um, we, like I said, we we got together in. 1995, I was a senior in high school, and we were together until October 8th, 2015. So, I guess this is this is my little moment for her, you know, because. I really haven't taken that time publicly to to give her her moment. Um, we we disagreed. I mean, as couples would, you know, we're, we're we had two independent thought processes. Sometimes it it worked together. Sometimes it did not. Um, but she was always there to encourage me. Uh, the last big encouragement was with the Mongers movie. And when people said that I was, you know, I was a nobody, I was poor, I was, you know, I wasn't going to go into Hollywood. I, you know, let alone become a producer, you know, build a reputation amongst the celebrities. And when the majority of the people laughed and scoffed at me, she was like, you know who you are, go do it. And a few days before she passed away, I got to show her 
what I did. Um, October 6th was when the, the trailer came out. So, two days before she passed away, she, she got to see the last thing. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting all choked up. And this is not what this is supposed to be. But I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge her. That though her Facebook page, you know, doesn't get the traffic she used to. She's always in my heart. She's always in my head. I mean, how can you not, you know, be together for, with someone for 21 years and not mention them? On a regular basis, I still do it. I do it all the time. You can talk. You can ask anybody that I talk to. I reference Lacey all the time. So I I, I don't even know how to conclude this part. Um, I love her. I still love her. I love her, no matter if she's alive or dead. I still love her just the same. Her kids love her just the same. The people that knew her love her just the same. Okay, now that I've got my bearings once again, after a brief pause with the magic of computer technology, I am back, and I am here. Thank you for bearing with me for that 10 minutes. I uh, just had something that needed to be expelled. You know, I just I needed to get it off my chest. I feel better. Now, let's go ahead and get into the fun of the show, shall we? Uh, like I said earlier, like we do every single month, or every single month. No, this isn't the magazine. I do this every single week. We give you some good, nerdy movie news. And that's how we always start out. You know, one of these days, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll break into, like, theme music or something. You know, we'll have... Uh, We'll have theme songs for each segment or something. <laughs> uh, that's actually not a bad idea. Okay, so here comes uh, this is this is going to be my intro to the the movie news this week. So I've been accused of being a prude, and I honestly don't think I'm a prude, especially when it comes to movies. I don't think I'm a prude at all. Um, I am an open fan to Kevin Smith movies. So I think that should just dis disqualify me from being a, a prude altogether. But, uh, this one I saw, and I, you know, there's a lot of things going on out right now, especially in Hollywood with, uh, you know, dates being pushed back and Batman coming out and justice league recut being put out. And then, uh, Oh, uh, goodness. What's Deadpool's actor's name? I can't think of his name often. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Um, he's coming out with some, like, video game movie that's coming out. But I, I, I saw this particular um, article, and I was like, why not? It made me laugh. And especially with everything that's going on, I needed to laugh. So hopefully this will translate. All right, gang. So, number one, article number one. I do apologize for the dog in the background. Uh, said dog is not the brightest in the world. It is a rescue dog that likes to run and headbutt the wall for the purpose of headbutting the wall. So, uh, okay, here we go. Andy Samberg. You know who that is? Yes, you do. Craig Robinson. Yes, you know. You know, because he's Oprah Witch. And if you hadn't seen uh, Zach and Miriam make a porno, you, you won't get that that joke. But, uh, yeah, that's that's him. That's Craig Robinson. Uh, common. Okay, ready? Here we go. Smoke power granted weed and super high. Andy Samberg... Craig Robinson and Common will star in Super High, a superhero comedy where smoking weed 
gives you special powers. And I've seen this, and I just, I, I, I started laughing. I was like, okay, okay. You know, I mean, honestly, I'm not somebody that it indulges in that type of behavior, but I do have a sense of humor, and that's pretty funny. <clears throat> it says Andy Serberg, Sandberg, sorry, Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. Craig Robinson in Common will star in Super High, a superhero comedy where smoking weed gives you special powers. According to Dateline, the bidding for the script alone was extremely competitive, with New Line winning the rights in a seven-figure deal. That, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised it wasn't more, to be honest with you. Um... Seven-figure deal that includes a production commitment. Adam Mansbach will write the screenplay based on the story by Mansbach and Shimmer Anderson. I don't know who the second guy is, but it's all good. The Lonely Islands Production Company will produce, along with Mark Shelsman and Richard Abate... Will Robo, Bohem, Shelby Stone, Derek Dudley, Richard Binner, and Dave Newstanner, I think. Woo! That's some names there. Okay. This will not only be the first time Sandberg and Robinson work together. Robinson recurs on Sandberg's NBC comedy Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Doug, Doug Judy, a.k.a. the Pontiac Bandit. Sandberg's latest project includes the Hulu comedy Palm Springs, which is actually just right down the road from me, just saying, and Netflix. The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. He's currently working on Hotel Transylvania 4. Robinson is currently is continuing his very voice work for American Dad. And guest starred on What We Do in the Shadows earlier this year. Common just appeared... An adaptation of The Princess Bride. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't even seen a trailer for that one yet, actually, either. And the release date has yet to come out. Now, I don't know. I mean, I it just... It's so silly. The idea is so silly that it's intriguing to me. So, why not? I mean, it's... It's going to be fun. Either way you cut it, it's going to be fun. So, I'm in. Okay, speaking of in, let's see, how do I loop that into that? <laughs> Segway. Um, I guess you have to be in the loop. Oh, there you go. I, I figured it out. You have to be in the loop with everything that's coming out uh, through Disney, Marvel, uh, you know, that type of power machine, especially with um, Disney+. Plus. Now, interesting enough here, and I don't know if people know this or not, but MODOK, which is the, the villain in Marvel Universe, the, the character, MODOK was actually, he was um, the inspiration behind, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Do you remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They had that brain creature in his stomach. It was like a robot, and he had a bald head and, and like visors, but the brain creature was in his stomach. I can't remember what his name is, but he was the Modok was the inspiration for that character. So anyway, I'm, I, dig, I digress. You would think that because Modok is as uh, Marvel. It would go to Disney Plus under the Marvel lineup. But because Hulu has been acquired by Disney, they've decided to make Modoc an adult live action series on Hulu. 
which I thought was kind of interesting. And, and that kind of, you can read any way you want into that, you know, is, is Hulu struggling where they have to have part of the, the DC cinema, or not DC, Marvel's universe, cinematic universe pulled, you know what I'm trying to say, to make some money? I don't know. Okay, let me give you the lowdown on what it says, okay? It says, Marvel's stop-motion MODOK series expected in 2021, says Patton Oswald. Yeah, that's right. Patton Oswald is likely going to be the voice of MODOK. Patton Oswald confirmed that Marvel and Hulu's adult-oriented MODOK series is eyeing an early 2021 release date with animation currently underway. Hulu's adult-oriented MODOK series will debut in early 2021, according to star and co-producer Patton Oswalt. The episode has been written. They've been recording. Now they're being animated. And because... We committed very hard to not, or not, good grief. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, folks. Bear with me. Committed very hard to the stop motion aspect to it. And we were really packaging everything frame with crazy detail, Oswald told Collider during an interview. It's looking like it will be early next year. But I don't know the exact date yet. Developed by Oswald and Jordan Bloom, Modoc centers on the tacticular villain as he attempts to get his life back on track after a midlife crisis. The show was originally planned to be part of a slate of adult-oriented shows for Marvel anima animation, but plans fell through. Yeah, well, there you go. That's how that's how it came about. Animation for the show is being handled by Stuper Buddy Studios, which also produced the stop-motion animated series Robot Chicken and Super Mansion. More information about the series will be revealed Friday, October 9th, at the New York Comic Con's virtual Metaverse event during a panel with the cast and crew. Well, so there you go. Uh, go over to New York Comic Con. That is happening tomorrow. I guess they're doing virtual. So that's pretty cool. You can find out more information. It also says that in Marvel's Mordok, the megalomaniac supervillain Modok has long pursued his dream of one day conquering the world. But after years of setbacks and failures fighting the Earth's mightiest heroes, Modok has run his evil organization AIM into the ground. Ousted as AIM's leader while also dealing with his crumbling marriage and family life. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, next part's kind of, kind of adulty, so we're going to skip that. Uh, you can go and, and, and do a Google search, which basically it it's he. Yeah, designed only for killing is set to confront the greatest challenge yet midlife crisis. And uh, yeah, I mean, that to me, that sounds kind of fun. It says that Modoc stars Patton Oswalt as Modoc. Amy Garcia as Jody, Ben Schwartz as Lou, Melissa Franu as Melissa. That's that's great casting right there. Uh, let's see. Again, no no premiere date has been set, and that's what we got so far. So it's it's moving forward. It's. I mean, fortunately for me, I have uh, I have Hulu, so <laughs> uh, at, at least I'll give it at least one one episode watch. If it's 
if it's a little too wonky for me, I might walk away from it. But at least I'm I'm committed. I'm publicly committed to one episode of Modoc on Hulu. And I I don't know uh, early 2021. So I'm gonna say between like second week January to like February. I think that's when it'll probably pop up. All right, speaking of popping up, these guys have popped up for, what, 31 years now? Especially this. We, we've all come to the tradition of the Treehouse of Horror from The Simpsons. It's, it's almost as traditional as Halloween itself. We, we all, I mean, even myself, well, that's... I've kind of fallen away, come back. Fall. It's I'm like a crack addict when it comes to The Simpsons. I like I'll break my habit and I'll walk away. I'm like I'm clean, I'm clean, and then you just catch a little bit of something that's funny, and you're like, nope, I'm back. Well, that's that's pretty much it. So what we got going on this week? This week, The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror images revealed. And what are they going to do? They're doing an Into the Simpsonverse story. Now, you've, I'm sure you've heard of the, the Into the Spider-Verse story, right? So they're doing an Into the Simpsonverse story with the Simpsons. And I'm like, okay. And it's got to be a horror theme because it's, it's still part of the, the treehouse of horror, right? So the subtitle says, New image from Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, number 31. Ooh, I guessed at 31 years, by the way. Revealed segments inspired by Toy Story and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. All right. Yep, I see I see a couple of different... Uh, let's see. I think that is Homer as a chick. I see a uh, video game Homer. I see regular Homer. I see a uh, black and white noir Homer. I think I see a uh, like a. Does anybody remember Snaggletooth? You know, suckering suckatan. That's who it kind of looks like, but he's blue and it looks like Homer. I don't know. So that's that's the image that's being shipped around right now. And it says, a new batch of images from The Simpsons' upcoming Treehouse of Horrors number 31 episode features a new look at three segments, which include parodies from Toy Story and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Tori, Toy Gory, <laughs> that's cute, is an entirely CGI animated segment in the vein of Pixar's film and features Bart's toys turning on him after he mistreats them. Into the Homerverse will feature multiple versions of Homer Simpson, including a Homer who's a Disney princess and a Homer modeled after Yogi Bear. Hey, boo-boo! Finally, Be Kind Rewind will feature Lisa reliving her birthday after she is stuck in a time loop. Okay, okay, I like it. I won't lie, I like the Into the Spider-Verse the best. But that's pretty dang cool. I like it. I'm in. Okay. Showing uh, more more shots from the, the show. The Treehouse of Horror segment began with the Simpsons special Halloween special during season two of The Simpsons. I remember that. These episodes are usually split into three segments, with each either parodying a certain film or visiting a horrific fate upon The Simpsons and Springfield's other residents. Guerrillimo del Toro, I know I said his name wrong, I'm sorry, developed a couch gag for Treehouse of Terrors number 24, which features reference to his filmography. The Simpsons, see how I played that in, was created by Matt Gowing and developed by James L. Brooks. Gowing and Brooks and Simmons 
and Al Jean, our executive producers of the series from Gracie Film Productions and associated with 20th Century Fox Television, which is kind of weird because isn't 20th Century Fox Television no longer called 20th Century Fox Television? Wasn't that one of the things that we covered uh, a few weeks ago? Isn't it this is like 20th, 20, 20th Television? Eh, I digress. Anyway, the series airs Sunday nights at 8 p.m. on Fox. All right. That actually went a lot faster than I was expecting. I wasn't expecting it for it to go that fast. Um, let's see. What else do we got going on here? We have some... Okay, so I've been accused recently because I went to a, a, a friend's and they, they own a comic book store and I, I've been accused of of kind of rallying behind Batman and then X-Men. Now if anybody knows me knows that I am a fan of the X-Men and Batman and I have a personal connection to them thus the reason why I talk about Batman and the X-Men, which one is DC and one is Marvel. So I think that actually gives me a balance between things. So I decided it being, you know, the, the first week of Halloween and something Halloween-y. And I, I, I don't know if this is where it's going to start progressing into the Halloween part of the year. But we will see what happens. We might. I don't know yet. But um, this is, at, even though it's DC, it's DC Black Label, it's not a, how do I explain it? It's not, it's not Batman. It's not Superman. It's not the DC comics that you know. It is a subsidiary called Black Label. And they're a little like that. They're just a little bit darker. They're more edgier. And I decided to go with something else this time around. Uh, and this time I go with American Vampire. Why the DC Black Label series jumped to 1976. Now, according to Zack Snyder, or not Zack Snyder, wrong, wrong Snyder, Scott Snyder, who coincidentally may not have had anything to do with this picking, was the long-running writer to the Batman comic books for a long time with Greg Capullo, which Greg Capullo is, he's an amazing artist. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, so Scott Snyder reveals why the final cinematic arc of DC's black label American Vampire was planned to be set during 1976 Bicentennial. Okay, let's see what this bad boy has to say for us. While American Vampire may have started back in 2010, the original plan by creators Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque was to have its main narrative reach its natural conclusion in the year 1976. Now that, to me, that actually kind of makes sense. But we'll see what it says. While Snyder's has plans to continue the acclaimed horror comic book series for additional stories beyond the black DC Black Label, recently launched American Vampire 1976. The writer felt the story's climax was best suited for the odd crossroads, crossroads that the country found itself at when it celebrated its bicentennial. Okay. Sure. The funny thing is, is that the story for 1976 is in the original pitch document from 10 years ago. So we were always going to end in 1976 in terms of this one long story building its way to the present. I was born in the late 70s, so my feelings was it, it'd be fun if the series inhabited the decades that I didn't experience, Snyder told the news. 
I always planned on ending it then because it's bicentennial and has this weird celebratory anxiety where 1976 is the greatest 200th anniversary of the country's information. And yet, all these things are going wrong. The economy has tanked. Nixon was impeached. There was this fear of terrorism and other vulnerabilities to China, Russia, and Iran. All these things that are making us question our dominance and sense of self and place in the world. As Snyder begins scripting the new volume, current events made a setting feeling even more timely and important than originally envisioned. For Snyder, the crucial moment in real-world history exemplified American Vampire's core approach of reflecting American history through the supernatural lens of myth and monsters that really shined through in post-Watergate era. It's just such a fascinating moment, and as we get closer to now, especially in 2016 and 2017, it feels appropriate because... This is the moment when it feels like history can swing one way or the other based on the vote or a judge. It's never been so malleable or tenuous and mutable, Schneider continued. American Vampire has always been about that, looking at history through the lens of monsters and the aspect of our nation our national character that are heroic and villainous, all through the strange prism. Looking at the moment in the 70s felt urgent, fun, for the current volume. Okay, okay. I, I can see it, I can see it. Yes, I'm being open-minded to this. I am being open-minded. Um, I'm, I'm not big on political comics but if they keep it right where it needs to be as far as like because it's it's a, a vampire monster book and it's supposed to be wrapped around this time so if you keep it at a minimum political minimum and you know ramp it up with the the, the ghouls and the goblins and the vampires then I think you've got what you need but if you're just going to be one of these, uh, you know, people that are trying to make a buck off of the, um, the, the political war that's going on right now, I don't think you're going to do very well. Um, because, and here's a little statistic for you, kids. And this comes from someone who's been kind of looking at the market. To return to comics, 90% of people that read comics are still from the age of 18 to 26. That is still your dominant market. 95 of those, 95% of those people do not vote. So if you throw something political at them, they're going to turn it away because they're not interested. That is a factual statement that I've personally looked into because, well, yeah, maybe one of these days I'll tell you what's cooking on the comic book burner. We'll see what happens. But, again, I, I am biased because I think Scott Snyder is an amazing writer. He His code of, Court of Owls uh, was... I thought stunning. Anything he did in Batman was stunning. He's the one who brought me back into comic books because I was actually in the comic books. I was in the Batman before I got back into X-Men. And that was basically because of his writing and Greg Capullo's artwork. Now, I don't know about Raphael Albuquerque. I've not seen any of his work, so I cannot put a judge out there. Uh, but I know how... Snyder works, so it's got to fall hand in hand with what he envisions 
So, I, I'm game. I am very game. Uh, it doesn't say, does it? Yes, it does. It says, written by Scott Snyder and illustrated by Raphael Albuquerque, American Vampire 1976, number one, is on sale now. So, so there you go. Um, who knows? I might actually go fetch me a copy. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's, um, yeah, why not? I, 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 why not? I, I mean, as long as it, shoot, if I just drop $7 on a comic book I bought last week, and I talked about it here, I bought, uh, the three joke Batman, the three jokers last week for $7. I think it was six ninety nine or seven ninety nine. So yeah, you know, why not? I can drop it on something that's not mainstreamy comics. Uh, one of my co-producers is telling me it's $6. So yeah, uh, I might just throw something in. Okay. So now here comes to one of my favorite, parts of the story or story part of the the podcast and this is this is um toy of the week again bear with me i'm still struggling through all this brain fog from the blood pressure um there's a reason why i, I picked this specific uh item this week and I, i'm going to go back and i'm going to talk to you last week we we did an episode, and then the following day, that Thursday, um, I know there was an episode that did come out on Thursday, but I actually recorded both episodes on Wednesday. Uh, so Thursday, I decided that we were going to have movie night. Now, for the last four years, my kids and I have sat down, and during Halloween, during this particular first week of Halloween, just so has it, um, we watch a franchise. The The first franchise was, let me think about it, I want to say the first franchise was all of the, the Jason, no, 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 that was the last year. So the franchise before that was all of the Return of the Living Dead. We watched all of them. Then last year, we watched all of the Friday the 13th movies. This year, we are doing all of Michael Myers' Halloween movies. And tonight will be Halloween number 7, which is Halloween H2O. And um, we are going to go through... I, I decided that we are going to go ahead and skip the Rob Zombie remakes just because my two girls are nine and five and i think that the vulgarity is a little over the top for those and even though i will openly say rob zombie's remake is my absolute favorite um but we're still going to watch the rest of the movies uh and i think i have i have halloween the newest Halloween from 1919. Good God. Wrong decade. In uh, 2018, um, they came out with that kind of reimagining. I have that one. So that'll be the last one to watch. So with that whole rendition of to why, or what I'm doing, this is this week's Toy of the Week. It is Halloween. Michael Myers, one-fourth scale statue. It is by PCS Collectibles, and it is Michael Myers and Halloween. And I, I seen these pictures, and I was just like, wow. I was just really over the... Honestly, I thought I was staring at a, a movie still. I thought that that's what they were doing. They were they were comparing a movie still to the figure, but that is not a movie still. That is actually the figure of um, of Michael Myers, and it's Michael Myers in his jumpsuit, 
and he's got the knife, he's got the mask, and it looks like the mask is just kind of dangling there. And it's just, it's an amazing figure. Um, but one of these things is, is it's super expensive. And I, I, I'll throw that out there right here, right now. This bad boy is super expensive. But let me go ahead and give you all the information that I have for you. Product description. Michael Myers, one quarter scale. Statue measures a menacing 23 inches tall. Welding his signature silver chef knife. As he stands on a Myers house themed base measuring 9.25 inches in diameter. Beneath his feet are sculpted floorboards and around the exterior is a highly detailed faded facade of the haunted Haydenfield home. It is so stinking cool, guys. I'm, I'm looking at it again right now, and it's just, like, really cool. Okay, let me get back to the description. I, I digress. Four different sculpted windows reflects depicted essential scenes from Michael Myers' murderous history around the base, including Michael Myers' first kill as a child, the death of Bob Simmons, and Annie Barak, Bracket. Sorry, and the harrowing closet action as seen from Laurie Strode's perspective. Rendered and detailed in three dimension, the windows provide a horrifying view into the bloodshed Myers has brought home with him. Product features. As mentioned before, it is 23 inches or... 58.42 centimeters tall. It is made of polystone and fabric. It is actual fabric coveralls. Synthetic hair for the mask. And of course, it is based on the Michael Myers 1978 movie Halloween. Now, in the box itself contains... The statue of Michael Myers and its base. Okay. Now this one does come with a warning. Uh, it's a general safety warning. Product sold by the Big Bad Toy Store may be intended for adult collectors. Products may contain sharp points, small parts, choking hazards, and other elements not suitable for children under 16 years old. And this one also is a pre-order. So I because I always pick pre-orders. And the reason I pick pre-orders is that if you don't get to hear this on what Thursday, typically it's Wednesday, but I had to think about that. On Thursday, this Thursday, and say you get fall behind and you finally get to hear it a month from now you still have an opportunity to reserve this particular item because it's it's a pre-order. And that's the whole reason behind why I always select a pre-order is because even if you hear it three weeks down the road, you still have an opportunity to purchase it, purchase it brand new right out of the box. So I guess what we're going to get to here is to find out how much this bad boy is. Okay, are you guys ready? I like I said, it uh, it's it's expensive, it's very expensive, but it's worth it. It really is. Now, pre-order is estimated first quarter of 2021, and this bad boy is going to cost you five hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents, but. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to pay a 10% non-refundable down payment. And that's just because how it works is, is you know, especially with these, these type of statues, they're going to get these orders in and they're going to make their orders based off of the orders that they have. 
So they need something to make sure that you're not going to renege on your promise for to, to purchase this. Because, I mean, if they order a $600 statue and you decide not to, they're stuck with a $600 statue that they're going to try to sell. So the best business practice is to put a 10% down on it that you know you're not getting back because it's going towards the, the statue. And let me add that one more thing in is that this is not an action figure. This is an actual statue. It's not to be molded. It's not to be played with. It's to neither you can keep it in the box or you can put it up on display. It's not to be played with. Um, and as always, like I, I give it to you, um, big bad toy store. We get no money from, po you know, promoting these guys. I've ordered from there personally. Um, and everything that's come across has been really well received and I just, I believe in them. So that's why I plug them. And if you have some disposable cash for an awesome Michael Myers, statue you can go to www.bigbadtoystore.com slash product with a capital p p-r-o-d-u-c-t slash variation details variation is a capital v and details is a capital d all one word and slash one three two two six two and you will find that bad boy waiting for you right there to get your hands on Put it up and enjoy. All right, gang. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for coming in a day late. I do apologize. Um, right now, I, I feel okay that the, that blood pressure fog is, is very minimal, so I was able to get through it and think. Um, if it gets worse, I will obviously let you know, but right now I have... No plans on postponing the rest of the shows or any other shows. Uh, I feel good. Hopefully I will be getting some appropriate medication in the near future for this blood pressure and uh, moving forward. So with all that in mind, I would like to say come back on Wednesday because that's where we do this thing is on Wednesday. So for this week, for my public life as an American nerd, I am David K. Montoya, and as always, I bid you adieu.